You mad, bro? We mad. We mad about states legislating against queer kids and the people who support and love them. We shocked about a Skyrim dude who murdered people, but even more shocked that anyone thinks his videos are funny. And get ready for some body horror content, because this week you're going to learn about three saints who are known by the body parts they lost. Abbott. Just fuck him in his stupid ass. Just fuck him. Absolutely. Fuck Greg Abbott Abbott and fuck Ron DeSantis, but mostly fuck Greg Abbott. Ugh. God, I fucking hate him. Uh, You know, it's hard for you. I think, no, I think I do hate Abbott more than DeSantis, but it's really close. (laughs) I mean, DeSantis is just, he's just, just disgusting as well. I mean, I, I mean, I have family in Florida, and they don't understand the entire rest of their state. Just like I don't understand what the fuck. Although, although fucking Ken Paxton, the attorney general, the utter, the utterly criminal, and everyone knows that attorney general uh-huh. here in Texas, openly admitted that yes, they totally fucked with mail-in ballots in the last election because they knew that if they didn't do that that Trump wouldn't win in mm-hmm. Texas. Yeah. I mean, he openly admitted it. So they know that Texas is a blue state. So when people say fuck Texas, it's like, remember who you're talking about. You're actually talking about a big fucking blue state. Yeah. You know, that just happens to have a bunch of criminals who make sure that, that the Republicans are in charge. But, you know, I'm, I'm assuming people who listen to us have some idea of you know why why I'm we're particularly pissed off at him at the moment but good old Heil on wheels as <laughs> I love to call him I love and that. I think I think I got that from Trey Crowder I think uh-huh <laughs> I, I think that's who I stole that from I'm not I am not brilliant enough to come up with Heil on wheels myself so but it's he, perfect <laughs> it is it really really is so Highland Wheels uh, has been pushing this agenda so that in the state of Texas, basically being a good and loving parent is now a criminal act. Mm-hmm. Uh, because heaven forbid you treat your children as though you love them. And as though you accept them for the human beings that they are. And, you know, I mean, what what could be worse? And, of course, in Florida, it's it's the whole idea of, you know, well, it's it's been called the don't say gay. Oh, thing. the don't say gay bill, yes. But it basically, I mean, the, the Florida thing, it basically comes down. And, and what's weird about the Florida thing is that it's, you know, when they say it, it makes it sound like it's something almost reasonable. Yeah. Like, 
well, maybe we shouldn't be talking about certain things in front of four-year-olds or whatever. And it's just like, well, yeah, that sounds like a reasonable thing. But, But they make it so vague. Like the Florida thing... They, what they say is that you shouldn't talk about things like, you shouldn't even bring up gender identity or sexuality in the presence of a kindergartner through third grader. But what they don't realize is that people in normal everyday speech bring up gender identity and oh, sexuality yeah. all the fucking time. Because it's called talking. You know, and kids, they watch TV. They're all over the internet by that age. They know what's up. But the thing is... You know, they they see drag queens and... You know what I mean? And they don't care. It's fine. But you know what else they see? (laughs) Cis people. And straight people. They see their parents. They see their neighbors. They see people out, they see their teachers, they see everyone. And those people have gender identities and sexualities mm-hmm. too. And when you don't, when you don't talk intelligently in front of children, those children grow up to be the kind of adults who say things like, I won't date someone who has pronouns. Right. <laughs> yes. Because they don't know what a pronoun is. It's oh, like, oh, welcome to America. You know, it's, and and of course, you know, in Texas, it's it's, you know, allowing, being an accepting parent of your, of your trans or non-binary child, like, the well, what what Ken Paxton was pushing about a week or two before Greg Abbott put out his thing was, he was tweeting shit about, like, um. He was putting out stuff about, like, genital mutilation. Like, he was talking as though 10-year-olds were having bottom surgery. Which absolutely does not happen. Mm -mm. Like, does not happen at all. Like, at most, at most, there might be puberty-blocking hormone medication. But even that, that's the kind of thing that all, I mean, like, you don't know when a kid is going to start puberty. You know, I, you know, even within my, just my own family, you know, I started when I was like 10, but my sister didn't start till she was like 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a huge age range that, that these things could happen. So if you start a kid early enough on the medication, if all you have to do is just stop the kid's medication and the kid, all the hormones that are naturally occurring in the kid's body will just ki- will just not be canceled out by the medication and they'll just do what they were going to do. And the kid will just <clears throat> go into puberty a little later. Yeah. They don't not go into puberty. They just go into it later. If for some, you know, but the thing is you go through all these steps first and this stuff is not casual. It's not, it's not this. I, I, uh, uh. Oh, I know. I listened to a whole show on NPR the other day about that issue and about what's going on in Texas. And they were talking to this 
you know, this woman, and she was like, there's counseling that happens. There's different discussions that happen. There's all this stuff yeah. that happens that's healthy before any of that happened because no doctor is going to even prescribe that without counseling first. Right. It's just part of it. Yeah. You know. And, you know, and, it's, and so, the so idea... it's not like... All of a sudden, Johnny watches an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race and decides that he wants to be trans, and the next day his parents are getting him pills. That does not happen that way, right? You know. <laughs> and the people, it's it's like, for there's there's this thing where white men, straight cisgendered white men, they are so accustomed to being the default human in society that it. They have never at any point in their life had to be, had to have empathy or put themselves in the shoes of another human ever. Mm -hmm. They have never had to just sit down and shut up and think for a minute and try to imagine in a serious way what someone else's life might be like because they don't have to because the world revolves around them. The rest of us... We understand straight white maleness, whether or not we are that. Oh, yeah. Because we see it. Every movie and TV show and everything tells mm -hmm. us what it's like to be a straight dude. But they don't have to know shit about us. They can get by just fine with their fucking yeah. privilege. So they they just assume, they, they think they're so clever with their... Well, you know, my kid, you, you know, there there was like a couple of weeks there where my kid uh, thought she was a cat. And it's like, no, she didn't actually think she was a cat. She was playing that she was a cat. Yeah, totally and if different. you weren't a fucking moron, you wouldn't assume that your kid pretending to be a cat for a few days wasn't the same fucking thing as a kid going... But I'm a boy, though. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, that's... That's totally different, yeah. It's it's like, it it is so not the same thing. And the fact that you haven't experienced it with your own child, it's like, well, heaven forbid you talk to another person who might have gone through it and find out what things are like. It's like, no, no, no. I know everything. I'm a straight white man. I know everything there is to know about everything. So I don't have to ask any questions ever. I just know. And that's why Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis and all these assholes can just make assumptions about, you know the way other people live their lives, you know, whether it's, you know, queer kids or sex workers or anyone else that isn't them yeah, but and I, just yeah. pass laws based on their own opinions and don't ever ask anyone a question. Yeah. But I had read that there, the, some of the wording, apparently they were trying to have any sort of treatment to be classified as child abuse. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. Even if yeah. it's just, even if it's nothing physical has happened to the child, mm -hmm. even if all you have done is agreed to let your child wear the clothes they want to wear. Yeah. You know, if your if your daughter is a little butch, and you're like, you know what? If she doesn't want to wear a dress, she doesn't have to wear a dress, and that 
someone and and somebody sees that and someone goes, you know what? I think I th- I think that's child abuse. It's like and we've got teachers and doctors and stuff that are now going to be according to this shit required by law because like a teacher if there is actual child abuse happening a teacher is required if a kid oh, comes to, to do that yeah, if a absolutely. kid comes to school with bruises all over them the <clears throat> teacher is supposed has to say something mm-hmm. to somebody so now if a t- if a kid comes to school and the parents are like okay i realized that when we first registered my kid for school their name was this but they want to go by this name now. So from this grade forward, we're going to, you know, we're they're you know, it's Mary now and, yeah. and she's a, she, and that, and, and, and now that teacher is, they could be criminally prosecuted for not reporting yeah. that family to child protective services, mm-hmm. which is just, you know, as if child protective services, by the way, they don't do the they don't they don't have enough, you know, staff oh, and ability to do what useless. they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, anyway. we know that. Yeah, yeah. They can't do the job they're supposed to be doing. So let's like let's like give them twenty percent more work. Oh, but they'll do this shit because it's a Republican bandwagon right now. Oh my God! It's you just- know. And what really pissed me off is I read an article. I thought I wish I could remember what source. It was online, like yesterday. I wish I could remember the source. But it was an article. It was an interview with a psychologist who worked with kids going through, you know, gender issues. Right. So not only is she, you know, she's legally bound to follow all this bullshit um, because of the way that the law is, there's no more confidentiality. They can subpoena and all of. Oh, her I notes. didn't even think about that. Yeah, so the you know any confidentiality is down the through, and this she's really conflicted because she could lose her license, but she knows it's the wrong thing to do to follow this law. Right. And what does she do? And it was a fascinating article and it really, really thought provoking, you know? Well, like you think about, think about when you were, you know, 14, 15, and there was no way at that age that you were going to come out to anybody. Mm -mm. But can you imagine being that age now and not being out and being like, I, there's no, like, you don't want your parents to get in trouble. You know, if, if you're, if you're an aware enough kid, now, if you're a little, little kid, you're not going to know what's going on in the news, but if you're older and you know what's going on, there's no way you're going to tell your parents the truth about yourself because you don't, even if your parents, even if you know that your parents are going to be totally cool with you because they're your whole life. They've been the kind of people who've always been very open about things and made sure that, you know, that they would be cool with whatever. There's no way because they don't want anything to happen to their parents. Heaven forbid you grow up in a loving family. I mean, those of us who cannot even imagine what it would be like to grow up with extremely accepting, wonderful parents. If you if you were lucky enough to grow up with parents like that, 
And now it's like, oh, fuck. Now I'm screwed because now my parents could go to jail for being good parents. Yeah. I mean, God damn it. And I mean, hopefully this will be enough of a stink will be raised that eventually it'll go to like the Supreme Court and get knocked down, hopefully. Well, there is already one lawsuit that I'm aware of in Texas where one family has already filed a lawsuit. And so I'm hoping that I'm just so glad that they didn't waste any fucking time. Like they didn't even wait until like the laws were really on the books yet. They were just like, okay, fuck you. We're doing this now. We're not because there were people who were like desperately trying to figure out how to get the fuck out of Uh the state. But the thing is when you're in Texas, I mean, okay, we are surrounded by Oklahoma, Louisiana, Arkansas, Missouri, (laughs) New Mexico. I don't know what direction you should go. Colorado, maybe. But it's like, you can't just, you can't just pack up and move your family and go where and do what in the middle of a fucking pandemic on top of that. It's like, you know, everybody, everybody can't just pick up and move because that's where, where like the state's rights people piss me off. When you get down to basic human rights and human dignity, you can't have a, well, this state you're allowed to be yourself, but that state you can't. So, well, you if you don't like it, just leave. Well, then what if, you know, you, you could have people who are just like moving from state to state yeah. their whole lives because at the next election, who knows who's going to be the governor and then they change the well, laws. Well, because I think that's what all, they probably want to do it you know, to run those people out, you know, they would but love what, to have all the, the, you know, all the trans people move to California and get out of their little Republican bubble that they think they live in. You know what I mean? And then all those fucking, all those fucking Republicans, because there's a lot of Republican assholes in California, people mm-hmm. who have not been to California. It's like when people talk about California and Texas, yeah, and people talk about, oh, t- oh, oh, Texas is turning blue because the Californians are moving here. It's like, the people who say that are people who've never been to California or Texas. Because you don't you don't know how either of these states work. If, oh, yeah. If you think that California is all crunchy granola and Texas is all yeehaw Republican. Yeah, I live where it's liberal. Pretty much every place else in California is not. <laughs> A lot, yeah, a lot of California is like rural farm country. Yeah, and even LA, not real liberal. Where do you think all your fruits and vegetables come from? It's like just because it's a farm in California doesn't mean it's a hippie granola farm. It's still a fucking, it's still fucking farm country. Yeah, and and even honestly, too, even though you think, you know, San Francisco, you think Castro and all that, San Francisco really is a Republican conservative shithole. Because it's a it's a city filled with rich people. Yeah, it is yes. not like you know Los oh, Angeles land too. of the queers like people think it is. In San Francisco, yeah, it's not. yeah, Los Angeles is the same way. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like just because Hollywood is there, it's like yeah, but you think the people who run the studios, you think those are hip are hippie granola people? Fuck. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, Andrew. Hey, Maddie. Do you like horror movies? I sure do. Well, did you know that most horror movies are inspired by real-life horror? Really? Like what? Well, take The Shining, for instance. That's based on Stephen King's real-life addictions, or The Purge, which could be our country any minute now. Oh, and The Strangers, which is based on a real-life murder. People should be talking about these things. Hey, Guys. Oh, oh, hey, Producer, producer Michael. Producer Michael, oh, Well, I hate to break it to you, but somebody already is. It's you. <gasps> That's right. We are Friday the 13th, the podcast where we talk about horror in real life and horror in media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. Because we gay, y'all. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along with us on this crazy journey, and as always, get slayed. Although I, I I do have one, there is one very, very, very amusing part to the Greg Abbott story. And Pitney does not know uh, what I'm about to reveal. So, Pitney, do you remember... Um, God, what, when, when did I buy this? One year I got for you for Christmas, a book called handsome sentient food pounds my butt and turns me gay. Eight tales of hot food and beverage love from Chuck Tingle. I think I do remember that. (laughs) And it just has a picture of a shirtless guy and then a bunch of like ears of corn with faces on them and stuff. Okay. So Chuck Tingle is a guy who self-publishes really, really badly written gay erotica. And it's almost always something, something pounds my butt and turns me gay. That's, I mean, <laughs> you know, all of his books. Look it up on Amazon, Chuck Tingle. You'll, you'll love it. Well, the reason why I bring him up. Here, here's, here's a headline from the AV Club. Butt-centric erotica master Chuck Tingle buys governorabbott.com to troll the butt-headed Texan hate monger. How fabulous. (laughs) So if you go to governorabbott.com, you will see um, images of Greg Abbott with like, I I don't know, blood or, or... ink or something coming out of his eyes and his mouth like he's like a demon Uh (laughs) and well here i'll just read this paragraph from the article so tingle author of classic works such as gay t-rex law firm executive boner bigfoot pirates haunt my balls this american (laughs) butt hosted by ira ass and there's a bitcoin in my butt and he is handsome (laughs) (laughs) you know these books are great oh yes he has decorated his Abbott website with an image of the governor weeping oil. Oh, it's oil. That's what okay. it is. Weeping oil in front of a city being struck by meteors. Attributed to Gorg Abbott. A header quote reads, Do you celebrate hate? I do too. <laughs> do you like saying you're for small government than building a hate-based platform around exerting power over other people whose lives are none of your business? I do too. I... <laughs> 
Do you claim to care about your community but waste funds on border wall projects that statistically don't work and are ethically abhorrent? I do too! <laughs> do you, have you stared into the cosmic abyss and heard the moans of a thousand collapsing stars shaking and drooling as time stretches into an endless gaping maw? Shalchugul Sagahal! I don't know, was that some, like, <laughs> Cthulhu shit? And then beneath these lines, Tingle tells readers that if they're questioning the leadership of someone so committed to hatred, they should consider donating to these charities instead. And links to the Transgender Law Center, Trans Lifeline, and Sylvia Rivera Law Project websites. And, and in, in, apparently in 2017, he had a bunch of Trump-inspired butt-pounding books. Oh and my. he donated all profits from one of those to the ACLU and he had in 2020 he had a bunch of covid themed work and he made that all free <laughs> so that the pandemic could be more enjoyable for people and uh and he wrote books like one called not pounded by anything while i practice responsible social distancing uh. <laughs> so um yeah governorabbit.com so uh everyone should go visit that and wow. consider, consider uh donating to you know some of the charitable websites he links there now i wonder if greg abbott is aware of this website he has to be i'm sure I I hope that I'm sure it's been tweeted at him a million times and I I I fully intend that our our Twitter account will definitely make sure yes. that he sees it at least on Twitter. And I was a little bit horrified when I read uh, you know about the the runoff that that Oh, Abbott's already gotten the, the nomination to run for governor again. I was hoping that it would be anybody other than him for the Republic. Anybody, but uh, no. It was almost shocking that there were other Republicans running. I mean, even though some of them are people like, really, you're, you're like people like Alan West and people like, it's like what, who the, what the fuck, who the fuck do you think you are? But the fact that any other Republican doesn't just get in line behind him. It's like, I, you know, I, I haven't really heard them say anything like, yeah, but that guy's a moron or yeah, but that guy's evil. Yeah. It's like they, if, if they, it's, it would be possible for someone to like, be like a, what a Republican used to be, which, you know, there was a time when you could be almost reasonable. Oh yeah. I mean, God, bring back W, you know, as governor. It's better than as, as awful and stupid <laughs> as he was, it's like, oh good lord. Yeah. But I mean it would be it would be such a joy if if Beto I still wish Beto would have just kept running for Senate until he beat either Cruz or Cornyn. Just keep just knocking one of them it was out. So just keep close. It, it was, was so, so fucking... close. God damn it. But I did read that that asshole Ken Paxton, what, there has to be a runoff because he didn't get the votes he needed to keep oh, I didn't on the see ballot. That. Yeah, I thought that was oh. exciting. And the, the, so I there is backlash against him. I cannot understand, except just that politics is a completely crooked and backwards nonsensical thing. But I guess being attorney general 
which is like in charge of law, etc. But he literally, like, securities fraud. I mean, this guy, from the second he first got in office, the entire state knew that he was a criminal. But they don't care because he's a good white Christian, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's he's like a he's like a bonk-eyed just hideous oh god it's just between you know the rolling homophobe and bucky beaver lieutenant governor and that bonk-eyed asshole criminal ag it's like we we just have the worst fucking (laughs) Ah! Ah! maybe it'll change cross your fingers I just don't know. I don't know if my heart could handle having someone as cute as Beto O'Rourke as the uh, governor. I, do, I don't know if I would know what to do with that. And he might, he's cute as hell. Yeah, and he may possibly get elected because he was so close to beating Cruz. What, wasn't it like one percentage point? It was that close. And honestly, the only way he, the only way he wouldn't because people are so fired up is because of all the, you know, the voting restrictions and stuff. And they're yeah. already, they're already out there fucking with um, mail-in votes and stuff. My dad, my dad actually, this, this actually worked out beautifully. My dad went in to send in, to, to turn in his paperwork to get uh, his mail-in ballot. Mm-hmm. And while he was there, he didn't realize that early voting was going on. And even though he was there with his walker and it was hard for him, they said, well, you could vote today right now if you want, since you're here. And he was like, okay. He had to walk all the way around to the other side of the building, Uh but he fucking did it. Even though it was really hard for him to stand (laughs) up that long and to walk that far with his, with his little special little rolly Uh walker. But God damn it, my dad takes my dad takes voting very very seriously. My mom and dad always worked every election. They all, oh my God, they were you know, dad used to get like the little uh, bo- is it called is it the boater, like the little red white and blue like like he's in a barbershop quartet oh, yeah. kind of hat. My dad used to get hats like that so that he would walk around on election day look uh. like he because he thought it made him look official. Oh, I can totally picture your dad too. Such a such a weirdo. Oh my god. Uh, oh, we can only hope. We can only hope. Well, we can vote too. Well, I can. You you're not. Well, here. no, I can't anymore there, but you can, yes. There's only so much I can do. So can we'll tell. see what happens. wrapping up Women's History Month, so I thought it would be a good time to talk about three saintly women who share a particular trait. These three chicks are always shown 
carrying the body parts that were removed from them, and it makes their iconography a bit icky. Now, real quick, what do I mean by iconography? Well, iconography in art is when you use symbols to convey meaning, like a shorthand. In Christian artwork, a lamb represents Jesus, doves represent the Holy Spirit, and so on. Keep in mind that for most of the church's history, most people were illiterate, so images held a lot of power. So in paintings of saints, you generally know which saint you're looking at by the stuff in the picture with them. What they're wearing, what they're holding, the stuff around them, like that. So like last time, we talked about St. Patrick. You're always going to know it's St. Patrick because there's going to be a shamrock in his hand and he's stepping on a snake. Got it? So if you know a saint's story, the iconography will make sense to you. But most of the time, the seemingly random stuff in the image will just confuse you. But let's say you're looking at a painting of a woman and she's holding a tooth in a pair of pincers. Well, congratulations, you have just met Saint Apollonia. Now, Apollonia's story, though brutal, is pretty basic for martyrs of her time, except for the specific detail of her captors torturing her by either breaking or pulling out all her teeth, and how somehow even the true believers of this story also believe that reliquaries containing a single tooth are totally legit, despite the utter unlikeliness that anyone was able to get hold of those teeth that the Romans yoinked out. During the Middle Ages, people believed a cure for toothache was in her ground-up teeth, again, first believing they were her teeth to begin with. And there are parts of Italy, even today, where St. Apollonia is basically the tooth fairy, leaving little gifts in exchange for baby teeth. And imagine my shock when, in my research, I found out that Andy Warhol did a set of four prints of St. Apollonia when he was going through a little religious phase in his art. Not bad for the patron saint of dentists. Now, the next young lady with creepy body horror iconography I'd like to tell you about is St. Lucy. Now, she was a rich kid from a noble Roman daddy and a Greek mommy, but she didn't go for the pantheon of gods thing. Very rebellious, especially in that she refused to marry, wanting to give her dowry to the poor. And at one point, her offensive virginity pissed off the local governor so much, he sentenced her to be defiled in a brothel, which is like the biggest anti-pagan propaganda I ever did hear. And when the guards came to drag her off to get her cherry popped, somehow even a team of oxen couldn't move her. Now, the story never says she was really fat or anything, but I'm willing to bet she was. Anyway, here's where things get grody. And there are two versions of the story when it comes to who did the gouging but I'm going to go with the most disturbing one. Lucy was so determined to stay a virgin that when a man said her eyes were pretty, she gouged them out 
to dissuade him from wanting to bang her. I'm going to let that sink in for a second. Because really, that is way more gross than the Romans gouging them out as torture. And because she was so pure and beloved by God, when she died and her body was being prepared for burial in her family's mausoleum, her eyes had miraculously been restored to their sockets. Which should come as no surprise for the patron saint of good eyesight. So, iconography. Paintings of St. Lucy show her with actual eyes in her head, but also her other eyes, often in a shallow dish or a cup. Or, like in my favorite painting of her by Francesco del Cosa, she's giving serious side-eye to her other eyes, which are sort of on a stalk in her hand, almost like a cross between them being flowers, and her holding them by the optic nerve. It's really creepy. Last, and certainly not least, is St. Agatha. Another rich kid from a noble family who refused to marry, pissed off a powerful dude who wanted to bang her, got tortured and killed for being a Christian, but the thing that sets her apart and makes you do a double take when you see a painting of her? Boobs on a plate. See, part of the torture she endured in prison was having her tits cut off. And I assumed it would be like with a knife or a sword... Nope, apparently they were torn off with iron shears. <sighs> I mean, bleh. and that didn't kill her. Because like St. Peter came to her in the night and miraculously healed her wounds, yada yada. But forget that because boobs on a plate, you guys. Although, you know, I looked deeper into her iconography thinking that it would be so crazy to have, like, a stained-glass window in a church that showed, like, her tits. So I went looking, and, oh my god, when she's shown in stained glass, she's usually shown holding the iron shears instead. Except in one Gothic cathedral in Normandy, I swear, there's a stained-glass window that's Old Aggie, naked from the waist up, and a guy actually grabbing her boob with the shears. It's fucking nuts, y'all. So, let's give it up for these ladies who not only got tortured in really grotesque ways, but who get the honor of being presented in art for the rest of time, showing us the parts that got ripped from their bodies. Because the church is nothing if it's not scaring the pants off people. So you know I spend way more time on YouTube watching Skyrim videos than I should. Yes! Yes, because yes. you know of my passionate love for the epic Nate. Who oh is, god, I remember, yes. Uh, who has this crazy sounding voice and he purposely mispronounces words and I can't figure out does he do it because he thinks it's cute 
or does he really do it because he doesn't know better? It's like he says, instead of holiday, holiday, and instead of solitude, solitude. <laughs> I mean, for every word. And I can't figure out if he does it on purpose or if he really talks like that. I just don't understand. I, I don't know. But he has been, apparently he lives in Austin. No, really? Which I didn't know, and he's actually started Oh my god, posting. if you had known that when you still lived here, you would have stalked him. I uh, know. He actually started posting pictures of himself, and he is like this hot, bearded, tank top wearing muscle dude now. No. And I'm now, like, when you say hot, do you shit. mean actually hot, or do you mean gross hot? No, he's totally, like, hipster hot. So, like, if I looked him up right now, I would, where would I, where would I see him? Um, just look up Epic Nate, all one word. Just, like, like, Googling Epic Nate? Yeah, I think that's how I, oh. and you can find him, pictures of him, yeah. Okay. And maybe it's his Instagram, or anyway, but yeah, you can find him. I'm, do I'm doing a Google image search. Yeah. But anyway... He's, like, all of a sudden hot. But anyway, so in the Skyrim fan world, there was there is this video name, this video maker called Jin Kid. J-I-N-N-K-I-D-D, okay. I think. And his claim to fame is making an endless number of Skyrim in real life videos. What what would that be? It's basically just him walking really weird and really woodenly and turning around and acting like the animation from Skyrim. So like if he was wearing a costume Yeah. That made him look like his own character. Yeah. And he'll like, like the way you were gonna make a costume yeah. for your character. Yeah, like and, moving weirdly like but he's he'll being like an walk avatar. around and like kind of the you know the, the the dynamics of the game and you know there's so many lines that you know all the okay. NPCs say and he you know and he just like okay. makes fun of it and there's so damn many of them and one was amusing but twenty of them not amusing right not like amusing. it's a clever idea to do it once or twice but. Yeah, let because it go. it's stupid, yeah. but you know yeah. how fans are. Oh yeah, they beat everything into the goddamn. Ground. You know, you know how fans are, and don't you remember the good old days when masquerades? You know, somebody would say something that wasn't even marginally funny, but the fans would go wild and laugh hysterically. Oh, of course, no, it totally wasn't funny at all. Of course, yes. Anyway, before I get into that, because that's something I want to discuss. <laughs> But anyway, okay. this guy, Jin Kid, is apparently in jail now because he okay. found out that his wife was committing adultery and he shot her. I think he Whoa. killed the lover. If I remember right, he, I think he killed the lover and shot the wife, but I think she survived. Something like that. Oh my god. I'm almost surprised that he shot and didn't do, didn't like kill them in like a Skyrim kind of way. Uh, no. And I was like, God, he seemed like such like a, 
Like, don't you have, like, a magic dagger to kill someone with? Like, geeky little guy that I was kind of shocked that he would do that. And his wife was helping him in his videos. So I thought they had this great fan relationship. But apparently he couldn't handle the adultery. And he's now in jail for murder. But his videos are still out there. So was was she adultering with, like, someone who wasn't even into Skyrim? Or was it something, yeah. like, as, as appalling as that? And if I remember, it was something like about... She, like, she wanted, to, she wanted to spend time with someone who would talk about anything uh, other than maybe Skyrim? Maybe so, but it was, I mean, it was something like, like <laughs> he found, like, an extra cell phone or... I don't know, it was something really weird. And, oh, yeah, And he course. caught them any, anyway. So he's in jail now, but the, the oh thing that God. struck me about it is, like, I was watching this video about this instance, right, from a Skyrim fan slash video game vlogger from England. Oh, so they, and, they made a video talking about Yeah, this so he was okay. talking oh about this person and their... How meta. Okay. Yeah, and their videos and the murder and blah, 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 blah. And he kept, like, showing clips of this guy doing Skyrim in real life, which is doing the same things over and over and over. Right. And he was showing all these clips of this, and this guy was laughing like it was seriously the most funny thing he'd oh ever seen in his life. Like, full-on belly laugh. And I'm like, I was so uncomfortable watching after the first one because I thought it was so stupid. Right. And I would have never in a million years laughed at it because it was stupid and not funny to me. Right. But I realized that I laugh a lot, but I laugh at really weird things. But I do not laugh and I have never laughed at things that most people think are funny. Like comedy totally leaves me cold. It, I'm, I don't think it's funny. It never makes me laugh. All the weird stuff at cons. Oh, the crowd goes wild. I'm always just sitting there like, mm-hmm, how embarrassing. What's wrong right. with me? <laughs> I well, should have, I should watch these videos in hysterics, but I think they're embarrassing and stupid. Well, you know, and what's weird with me is like, even if some, even if I find something funny, most of the time, even things that I find funny don't necessarily make me actually laugh. It's very, it's very unusual for something. I mean, if I'm having a conversation with someone, if I'm involved in it, but if if that's different, but if I'm just watching something. If, if I'm, like, watching a, a movie or something that's funny, I might, like, I might smile. Mm-hmm. I might, you know, I might react a little bit, but it's not very likely that I'm, it's not likely that I'm going to actually laugh. Even And there have been times when there are things that I, I would describe as very, very funny, but I can't honestly say that I laughed. Yeah, yeah. You know? Or I could have really, really enjoyed it, but that doesn't mean that anyone actually audibly heard me laughing at any point. But say, you know, for example, I remember, 
I just I not I not only I only remember these two movies because it was like a it was like seeing them back to back like one day versus the next day. Uh huh. Remember the the Detroit Rock City movie? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember actually laughing several times uh-huh. during that movie. And I remember making a point after we saw it, I think you and I and my husband and maybe a couple other people saw it. And I remember talking about how I was so pleasantly surprised that I enjoyed it enough to actually laugh. Yeah. Because like the day before or maybe maybe a few days before... I had gone to see whichever, it was probably like the third Austin Powers movie. Mm-hmm. And I remember specifically not laughing at all. Like not, like sitting through the entire movie, not only not laughing personally, but being like, wow. I am not finding anything in this movie to be funny at all. And see, that's and how I'm I feel about those movies too. I'm just like, oh my, I, I think they're embarrassing. Like the first one was very clever. The first yeah. one was a great idea for a movie. And then after a while, it's like, but we've already made this joke. Yeah. And now we're making it in a different situation, but it's still the same joke. Only now, because you put it in a different place situation it's not funny now because it was only funny the first time and you know there's so many things that i just really don't i don't get yeah like i and 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 the thing is like i i love comedy to the point where i can see where the jokes are Mm -hmm. Like, I, I can see the structure of the joke. Like, when I'm watching stand-up, because I was like, I've always been a big fan of stand-up. But there are, there are comics that, like, I don't even, I don't understand why the audience is laughing because they're not even making jokes. They're just oh, up there yeah. saying things. Just saying some stuff, and the audience is rolling in the aisles. Oh, I know, and you. Oh, I just. <laughs> oh my lord! Although one of my favorite yeah. examples of this is um, Kathy Griffin. I think we've talked about how much I don't find her funny. Oh, I completely can't stand her. Yeah. And it always annoyed me that she was being held up as like, oh, all the gays love her. It's like, really? Because I don't know any gays who like her. Oh, I just, um, I, well, you know me. I've always. <laughs> although I, although I will say that um, the other day th- she had a good day and I was like, okay, good for her because Sarah Palin was trying to sue, was it the New York Times? One of the papers, uh, she was trying to like sue them for like, malicious libel or whatever and they basically laughed her out of court oh that's right i read about that yeah and i, I got but a for kick some, out of that yeah <laughs> but for some weird reason one of the one of the courtroom sketches i don't know why at some point during the the hearing someone as part of sarah palin's thing held up the picture of kathy griffin holding the bloody trump head do you like, remember that? Yeah, I do. Oh, I totally and, like, do. For yes. some, so, so in this courtroom sketch is a little <laughs> mini 
picture uh-huh. of a, a court a sketch of a little mini Kathy Griffin holding up a little mini bloody Trump head and the min, the little tiny picture the little drawing of Kathy Griffin holding uh-huh. the bloody Trump head just I I got such a I was so tickled by that because oh and, I would probably she laugh was, at that yeah and she was tweeting it and people were cropping the picture just to that because they were like, oh, fuck the rest of this. This little drawing right here is so fucking cute because it was like it was adorable because it was like a little pastel drawing. It was yeah. Adorable. Oh, and I remember. Yeah, I totally remember that incident. But like, well. yeah. but in general, though, I find like and there I mean, there was a time when I kind of thought she was OK, but eventually I started noticing Especially as her act got more, I'll just say, gay. Yeah. I started noticing that her act was celebrity name, huh, they're gay. Oh, And then yeah. the audience laughs. And then other celebrity name, well, you know, they're gay, audience laughs. Yeah. And I just remember it was... It was what made me hate her was her TV show. I never watched Remember it. Remember she had, you know, and I, the only reason I had to watch it is because I was living next door to you in the duplex at the time. Yeah. And my roommate at the time was really into her and used to watch that show. And so I was made to watch it. Oh, God. And I just thought that she was just such a horrible, obnoxious mean-spirited bitch yeah she's not a likable person she is a jealous mean-spirited cunt yeah and And i actually hated her because of her show (laughs) right but during that period where her act became you know this person's gay and that person's gay yeah i actually i actually wrote wrote an email to the media director of glad at one point because because glad was like celebrating her like she was so great and uh-huh. i said explain to me how a comedian whose act is almost completely naming saying the names of celebrities who either aren't gay or at least aren't out yeah and going huh, they're gay you know Oh, Oprah, we all know about Oprah, or Ryan Seacrest, her, her, her. And it's like, that's not an act. That's not a joke. There is no structure to it. You did not actually write a joke there. Oh, yeah, and I just think she's a mean-spirited, angry, gross person. Yeah, and I, I kept thinking, I kept thinking, the people in that audience who are laughing hysterically, why are they laughing? Are they laughing because they love gay people? Or are they laughing because they fucking hate gay people? Because I don't think she cares. I, I just, yeah, I don't know. I just don't get yeah. it. But like, I, you know, I appreciate, you know, like comedy is an art form and I get yeah. it, but it, it frequently, I, you know, but... Even if I even if I genuinely love it, I'm probably not laughing. Maybe because I'm listening to it a little too clinically. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. But it's very rare for me to laugh out loud. 
Something has to really hit me. I mean, we laugh out loud together a lot because we think weird things are funny that other people don't get. And that's different. Right. But that, but that's because <laughs> that's something happened. Yeah. That's not because yeah. someone spent a lot of time writing a script and they're like, oh, this will kill him. It's like, no, Yeah, not I mean, me. that's like seeing, you know, Tron Guy in oh. a bodysuit with little antennas on his shoulders. Oh, my God, that's funny, you know? <laughs> I mean, if you haven't actually him. been in a room with Tron Guy, you don't. <laughs> You don't know. You don't know. Oh, picture a potato. Where is he? Is he still alive? I don't know, but he was fabulous. He was a nice. He was a nice man. He he was a nice man, but very amusing. (laughs) Tron guy. Anyway, yeah. So this Skyrim guy, yeah. He is still alive. Oh, God bless him. What's his name? Maynard? Jay Maynard. Jay Maynard, that's right. Oh, his birthday is very close to mine, but he's nine years older than me. Oh, God bless him. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, if you, if you want yeah, to not laugh, watch the Skyrim in real life videos by <laughs> Jim Kid. Oh, because God, they're not sounds... funny. They're funny once. For 20 seconds, because you're right, like, like, I could see it as a TikTok, like something like, oh, yeah, that's a clever once, little idea. Once. Yeah, once. Yeah. Like, like the way I, like people used to do the thing where they would be standing in their living room and they would kind of do the little moving back and forth, like, like a video game character that you're picking their outfit. Yeah. And they would just sort of move from side to side and then they would edit so that their clothes would change and they would make it they would edit it with the sounds of a video game uh-huh. and make it make it sound like you were picking their outfit. Oh yeah yeah. That's clever. It's not hilarious, mm-hmm. but it's clever. Yeah. But it also more than ten seconds of it, it's like, okay, we get it now. We don't need like a full minute of that. Oh you I know. We, we got People it. The joke just, is made. Yeah. yeah. So, so strange. Oh. People and the things that make you know but maybe there's something wrong with me that apparently as a Skyrim fan, I should find those videos funny and I find them embarrassing. I almost found them offensive because they were daring to make fun of something so special to me. You know? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't comment on the Skyriminess of them. So oh, no, I, I know. Really don't, but... I don't. I, I can't begin to imagine. I have no idea. Yeah, but no, I just, speaking of that, just one other thing. You sent me a video of okay. Chris, is it Chris Colfer? Is that how you pronounce his last name? Kurt from Glee? Yeah. Is God, it, when did I send you a It was Chris Colfer doing some sort of dance thing with like Freddy Krueger hands and a Freddy Krueger hat. Oh God, I don't even remember. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, it was like mildly amusing. Yeah. You know, but it was stupid. It was lame. He just did it because he knew that it was stupid and it was lame and he had this thing around and it's like, oh, it's Halloween, so I'm going to do the stupid little dance. Okay. But oh my God, the fangirls, that girl, the fangirls. Oh, well, yeah. They were always, oh, 
Feyadors, Feyadors. And posting <laughs> things like, I'm dying or I'm three times dead. <laughs> it's like, you stupid bitch, it's not even funny. And he probably doesn't even think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, God. But I just remember all the fangirls, I'm three times dead. <sighs> because, oh, it's so funny. And it's like, it's totally not. It was See, something then... that he did for a second to be stupid. and to, but, but, you know, again, the crowd went. Maybe, maybe I, maybe it's not necessary that I hold myself to a high standard in terms of entertainment value. Maybe I don't need to actually try so hard. Maybe, maybe I could just put out like five to ten second videos of me doing almost nothing and people would just lose their fucking Oh, they lives. would. They would just go wild over ridiculous. Yeah, it's just so, I just Because apparently so it's that funny. Uh, yeah, I just don't get it. But I just remember the fangirls. And I remember particularly the three times dead bitch. Was it 3X? Was it 3X dead? I think it was just, no, I think if I remember <laughs> right, I think it was just typed out, I'm three times dead. Oh my God. It's like, it's not even funny. It's just, she's having sexual fantasies about fucking some gay guy that she knows from TV. That's it. It doesn't matter if it's funny or not. She's going to think it is. You know? Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, See, it's just, I mean, but see, that's, you know, fandom is, fandom is stupid. When you get get to that level of fandom, it's just... It's just so embarrassing. And anybody that says, you know, because this was, I think, last year, anybody that uses adorbs that recently is so lame. Yeah, they're they're probably they're probably like sixty. You know, they're, pro- they're I mean, probably only just recently started using adorbs. I mean, adorbs was always lame i thought but especially to use it now please (laughs) well see that's the thing it's like by the it's like you know those of us who are you know by the time i know a word it's on its way out oh yeah and and by the time i know it god it's been dead a decade (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) i (laughs) I still don't know what on fleek is i still you know I still, I still remember um, how how long I thought that twerking meant um, looking at Twitter when you were supposed to be at work. That's what I thought twerking was. Oh boy, was I surprised! I thought I think originally I used to thought think it was referring to guys jacking off looking at girl pictures of girls on Twitter. That's what I thought it normally was. But no, it's the stupid butt dance. It's the butt dance. It's the yeah. butt dance. But yeah, I, I thought mean, you, it was... You would think that the context clues would have at least gotten us close, but no, yeah. we were nowhere near it. Yeah, but I honestly thought it was some weird thing of like, you know... Yeah. Yeah. You know, like chatterbait or camsterbait. I thought it was a stupid word like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> 
like when people would refer to the people they know on Twitter as their tweeps. That you would twerk with your tweeps. Or something. I don't know. See, these are words that should not be said out loud. To me, it sounds like it sounds like jacking off to me. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you! It, you twerk with tweeps and it pounds your butt and makes you gay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Amen for that. Let's have more of that. Greg Abbott. <laughs>